Hi, welcome to ReShift, Experiencing Single-Minded, a Singles Christian Community. Thank you so much for joining us again. Today um, is our first recording since this whole coronavirus quarantine, stay-at-home orders, um, kids not in school, stores being closed down. Um, What a different um, environment this world has become. And yet, um, throughout these weeks, we talked about words such as reshift, reset, recalibrate, rewire. We also talked about rebuild and reclaim. And today's word is going to be called reinforce. How powerful is it that during a time such as this, that we get to speak about this word? And I have invited my good friend, Scott Hutchinson to come and share with me. So Scott, welcome. Well, thank you. It's it's good to be here with you online <laughs> and by, by myself at home. Yeah, it's kind of a interesting. I'm glad we got to meet through Zoom and saw each other face to face for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was good. So it's always good to connect to others, you know, when we were spending so much time at home. So, oh, I know. And so, um, this is the first recording we're doing outside of um, the studio for Amplify Indie. And so, um, thank you so much for um, being so willing to do this with me. I think, uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me. Uh, based on our, um, our friendship that we've had, we did meet through Single Minded about a year ago. And um, I think mm-hmm. we have a lot of insight. I think. You're a powerful man of God, and um, I love how God speaks through you. And so, because it's always touched my heart when I've heard you speak. And so, I'm glad that um, we get to share this opportunity with others. So, thank you. Oh, yeah. No, the, thank you. The, the feeling's mutual. Thank you very much. So, reinforce. Wow, what a word. Um, when I look up that definition, it says to strengthen or support. It can be an object or substance, especially with additional material. So talk to me, Scott, how, um, how do you feel about that word reinforce? How has it touched your life or how is it influencing you today? Wow. Um, well, obviously I've been, I've been thinking a lot about that, that word this week, uh, knowing that we were getting ready to record this. Um, and, and I, I'm not just saying this because you suggested the word <laughs> or told me that, that this was my word, but I, I really can't think of a, a more appropriate word uh, for for this time um, in our lives, you know, where um, things have changed so much. You know, I mean, I'm 47 years old and I've never gone through anything like this before you know we're gonna we're gonna stay at home for weeks and go out as little as possible and you know not see family and friends and um you know only connect electronically with people and and i it's just it's so different from our normal lives you know where i mean i'm used to going out all the time and you know i, I like to get out, go out to eat a lot and you know, go shopping and get together with friends and family. Um, and I just, I, I, it's, it's harder than many of us thought it was going to be. And 
you know, as, as with any time when we go through hardship, it, it shows us weak areas of our lives. Um, it shows, it shows us places in our lives that need to be reinforced, um, just at, at a, at a personal level, um, you know, with our, uh, spiritual life, you know, our emotions, our, our friendships, our family relationships, uh, but also at a national level, you know, our healthcare system, our economy, you know, at the global level, uh, you know, we're, we're just seeing all these weaknesses that we, we didn't realize we had and all these areas that are, that are in need of reinforcing. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very timely word. It's very interesting because as we look at all the areas that need to be reinforced, the areas that we thought maybe were really solid, all of a sudden we're seeing them as. And um, so let's talk a little bit of the areas um, that you mentioned about that needed to be reinforced. Uh, Which one is the first one on your list or the first one that comes to mind that um, that we need to reinforce? Well, um, I, I, you know, we, we're both Christians, you know, and you know, single-minded as a as a Christian group, and and you know, with with both of us with our faith, um, I think our mind, you know, immediately goes to our spiritual life, you know, our relationship with God, um, our faith, um, where where that's the foundation, you know, on which the rest of our lives are built. And so, um, so it's been, uh, you know, whenever I've gone through a hard time in my life, um, that's been the thing where I felt like God was bringing me back to, it's like, okay, you know, you, you've kind of gotten away from me. Uh, you've kind of gotten away from, uh, talking to me as much and you're, you're, not reading your Bible as much as you did in the past, and um, you're you're not maybe uh, in as uh, in quality Christian fellowship with other believers, and so you know when our when our faith is weak and and when it's in need of shoring up, um, you know that that just has an effect on the rest of our lives. So that's. That's the the first area that comes to my mind of of something. It's like I need to make sure I'm strong there, and I need to make sure I'm on track. Most definitely, what I see is um, when we see our spiritual life uh, being. Uh, how can I say? When we look at it and we see how weak it is. Or because mm-hmm. there's always room for growth, right? Where there's always room where we can say, oh, um, I got this. And then we realize, wait a second, we don't got it. We have to figure out so much, you know, it's like, so it's really interesting. So we talked, you talked about spiritual. Um, How about relational? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's another thing that flows out of our faith, I think. you know, the, the Bible is full of scriptures about one another. You know, our, our, our faith is not something that we practice on our own. Um, you know, we're, we're not lone wolves, uh, you know, 
you know, growing spiritually, like it's, it's our, our spiritual growth is heavily dependent on our relationships with other Christians. And so, and, and, you know, Jesus talks a lot about, you know, there's parables and teachings about how if, you know, if you're not right with your, your brother or sister, then you're not right with me. You know, if you're, if, if you're not, um, you know, if there's problems in your relationships with people, then I want you to deal with those. And I want you, I want you to, I mean, it's first command is, is, is to love. Most important commandment is to love the God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is love one another as yourself. So, um, so I, I think that's another thing that, that I've seen, um, you know, in times of hardship, like, like we're going through now, um, we're feeling the strain in our relationships. Um, uh, you, you know, it's, I'm, I've, I'm kind of lucky to have a good balance of time with my kids and, you know, time when they're at their mom's house. But I know it's really hard on a lot of people right now, a lot of my coworkers who they're, they're there at home with their spouse and they got their kids running around in the background making noise, uh, where it's, it's, it's kind of, people are realizing it's like, okay, this is hard and this is hard on our relationships and we need to, to do things to get along, you know, and to kind of reinforce those relationships. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things is with um, single-minded, we're trying to find new ways to connect. And so we've tried Facebook yeah. Live and watch parties and logging into Zoom. I'm uh, trying to figure out how to do a Netflix watch party. Maybe we can all watch the same movie and chat um, yeah. at the same time. Right. So it's just finding new ways to connect because we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um to be quarantined at home, um, it's hardest for singles, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's always a challenge, I think, for singles. Um, I, you know, I, I went through my divorce 13 years ago, and I remember at the time feeling so lonely after after the divorce, and I, but I also remember thinking that I had forgotten what it felt like to feel lonely. Like I hadn't felt lonely in years. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then, uh, you know, in the last 13 years, I've, I've began to realize it's like, okay, this is kind of a way of life <laughs> as a single, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I've gone through a lot of seasons of feeling lonely. Um, and you realize as a single, um, I mean, well, when, when you're married, you kind of have built in community. Um, you're, you know, hopefully sleeping beside someone, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, waking up with someone, going to bed with someone, eating meals with uh, your spouse, your kids. And you go from that to, you know, not seeing your kids for several days and not having any spouse and you're the only one in your house. And, and, you know, when life is normal, you know, we can, we can do things about that. We can schedule lunches and coffee with friends and we can go to places like single minded and go to church and go to small group and, you know, stay connected to people. But, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have those things right now. And I, I think us singles are probably feeling it more than, than those who, you know, have people, other people in their house. 
Yeah, most definitely. I think um, that was one of the um, chats we had um, on Wednesday night was um, how hard it is for those that are extroverted and single at home with no spouse, no family, especially um, in Indiana, especially the area where we're at in the north side of Indy. There's a lot of people that have come to work or live here because of work. And a lot of families mm-hmm. are far away. They're not in Indy. And, right. and so they struggle with that whole um, part of community. And so that's where single-minded has been helpful for many in feeling like, hey, yeah. I have, you know, we've eaten together. We've done potlucks. We've gone out to concerts, gone out to eat together. Um, we've mm-hmm. prayed together. And so we've done a lot of different things together. And we're always having activities happening all the time. So um, even if you don't attend everything, there's always something happening for you to attend right, to. Right. And now all of a sudden, yeah. all our ideas for the month of April um, is not <laughs> coming to pass, but we have to be creative. And so... Um, yeah, and you guys are doing a good job of that. Oh, well, so. thank you. I appreciate that. So let's talk about the emotional side. Um, what, what do we need? How do we reinforce ourselves emotionally, especially being single and also during this time of the coronavirus. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's tricky. Um, I, like for me, that's usually the first place I realize I've got something I need to reinforce, you know, um, something I need to pay attention to. It usually shows up in my emotions. Um, it's it's uh, maybe a snippiness, uh, like a like I'm short with my kids or with people at work. I just get frustrated easily, um, or I find myself kind of moping around and lacking motivation. You know, I'm just kind of down. Um, and so, I, I think during this time, as well as any other time in life, um, it's it's important to pay attention to that. Um, you know, we fill our lives with so much noise. Um, you know, we've always got music playing, or, you know, uh, other forms of media. We've just always got stuff to divert our attention. And we we don't always pick up on those things that we're feeling inside. And so for me, um, I've, I've had much less of that in the past few weeks just because I've been stuck at home by myself most of the time, right. you know, so, so you don't, you don't have as much noise, but that can be a good thing because it kind of forces, it's like, you can hear those things. You can feel those things going on inside. Um, but, but the, pro, the, the challenge is it's like, okay, I'm, I'm noticing some things that are really uncomfortable. You know, I've like, Hey, I'm kind of getting down here. I'm kind of feeling some anxiety um, and I'm kind of, angry you know about this or that and as far as like i i can share some things that work for me but i i don't know i think this is pretty individualistic you know i, I think different things work for different people um like for me my my morning routine is pretty important um i'm pretty i, I wake up about the same time every day and i i just have the same routine every day and 
this is where I don't know if this works for everybody because it's, it's partly my personality where I like routine, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not, not everyone's like that. But, you know, I, I get up, I make coffee because coffee makes everything better. <laughs> and I, then I sit down and I read my Bible and I, I'm pretty much always going through one of the, uh, you know, read your Bible in a year programs. Like I, I've just, I've done it several times now. And so I've got, you know, three or four chapters that I'm going to read. It just helps me to have that structure. And then I have a time of prayer. Um, and then I get my workout clothes on and I do some form of exercise. Um, I, so we kind of, it kind of touches on the physical there. Um, like we need to be taking care of ourselves physically right now too. Um, especially because of this virus, you know, we want to be as strong as we can be in case we, you know, become infected. But, but those things, that quiet time, um, that, that exercise and starting my day that way, starting every day that way, just kind of on this positive, proactive note, um, that, that has a strong impact on my emotions. It just, you know, I kind of have a spring in my stuff the rest of the day. It's just kind of the foundation for my day. And so that's so good that you've created a um, a foundation to help reinforce your day, right? And yeah, there's uh, a yeah. lot of people doing all kinds of stuff. Um, I know you. We talked earlier about you know you like going for a walk or um, that you're planning a garden. Uh, tell me a little bit more yeah. about that. I thought that was a great idea. Well, that I'm not doing that yet, but that <laughs> I have this. Uh, yeah, I mean, as as parents, and I, I know you you understand this. Um, you know, you're not only responsible for yourself, but you, you want to make sure you're taking good care of your kids. And so, the big challenge right now with them is keeping them occupied, um, keep, keeping them engaged, um, not just watching videos and you know, playing video games all the time. Um, so, I I began to write down ideas of things we can do together and, and begin to ask them too, you know, it's like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, what do you, what ideas do you guys have? And so I've got this list of things um, for us to do when we're together. And yeah, one of those was plant a garden. Um, uh, and not, I mean, I know some people are planting gardens now because they're concerned about the grocery stores and they're concerned, well, if things get really bad, you know, will I have food to eat? And I'm like, I, I don't personally think things are going to get that bad. I mean, whenever I go to Kroger, it's like they've got stuff more now than they did a couple of weeks ago. But to me, the idea of kind of growing something and tending to something, uh, kind of planting something and taking good care of it and what, and kind of fostering its growth like there's something that's very calming to me about that. And there's something that I don't know, the, the kids and I, we can do it together. We can go out and check to see if anything sprouted yet, you know, and we can take it's something that it's something outside of ourselves that we can take care of. And that, that's kind of what I want us to do. Get outside of ourselves, get outside of our own anxieties and the, how this is all affecting us. Let's Let's focus on something outside of ourselves to really take care of. And there's so much to learn from planting a garden because, you know, you plant the seed. And once you plant the seed, it's in the dirt and you can't see it, right? But you have faith or hope 
that something will yeah, yeah. blossom. Um, you know what you you hopefully hope what you blo- what you planted is what you you grow, <laughs> right? And it's so like what you saw, yeah. yeah, but it's that period of the unknown and being in darkness, and that's kind of the season that we're in. We're in this, mm. you know, we don't know. Yeah. Like we just heard um, today that, um, at least for Hamilton County, that schools are not going to go for the rest of the school year. And so right. that's kind of alarming. We've kind of had a two weeks notice, then it was an extension for, um, um, you know, a month, an extra month, and then now to the rest of the school year. And, and so now thinking of the unknown, we just kind of have to walk and then trust in the Lord. And so you had some yeah, awesome yeah. scripture I would love for you to share with us um, about the parable of the, of the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. Built on the rock. Yeah, I mean, I just, when you had me start thinking about the word ring forth and just kind of, I, I started thinking about how timely it is. And I just, I, these, so I had three scriptures that kind of kept coming to my mind over the last few days. Um, the, the one, yeah, the first one is the parable of, um, you know, one of Jesus's parables about the person who builds their house on the sand. Um, you know, when the storm said, uh, when life gets hard, it, it falls apart because it was built on the soft sand that didn't have a firm foundation. And then the person who builds their house on the rock, though, Storms come, life gets hard, but guess what? The house stands because it was built on something firm. And I've just been thinking about how this time for many of us um, is a time where we're seeing pretty clearly what our houses have been built on. You know, so, you know, and, and it's, I don't think it's that black and white where we, everything's built on the sand or everything's built on the rock. You know, for some of us, we've got some things that are just kind of firmly in place and where we've got other areas of our lives that, yeah, we built that on sand and we see that kind of falling apart right now. And so, so that, that scripture is just, I don't know, it's just been really uh, on my mind lately. It's been, it's kind of come to, Uh, it's been more fully illustrated. You know, we've kind of seen it come to life in my own life and in in lives of friends. So, and then just a a couple others uh, from Paul. um, I'm sorry, um, Hebrews 12. um, And I I don't remember who wrote that. I don't think it was Paul, but uh, it says to endure hardship as discipline. where you, you don't know, we don't know how, I mean, we know God allows things that we, we don't know if, you know, how much of this, when, it, when a hardship comes into our lives, we don't know if it came from God or if it just happened, you know, but regardless, we're, we're instructed to endure it as discipline. Um, you know, we, the, the, it doesn't matter where it originated, but God is going to use it to discipline us. and. To me, that that fits perfectly. This idea of reinforcing, where discipline is is something that makes you that makes you stronger. You know, it it helps you to to focus on the right priorities, and it helps us to you know all your rewords. You know, recenter your life and reinforce. Um, discipline helps you with that. Um, and then the uh, 
the passage in Second Corinthians 12, where Paul talks about you know, wanting God to take away the thorn in his flesh, whatever that was. Um, you know, Paul, Paul asked God, this away from me. I, you know, it's he, just driving him crazy. And you get the impression he had been asking this for a long time. And, and God's response was, no, I'm not going to take it away. My power is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. And to, to me, the most, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard sermons, uh, you know, growing up or whatever. I've heard a few over the years where the pastor would say, you know, you need to pray and you need to read your Bible and you need to have your life in place before the storms come. You know, you need to you need to place your house on the rock before the storm comes so that when it comes, you know, you'll be ready uh, because if you don't, then, hey, you're you're in trouble <laughs> and you're going to go to God. And you're going to ask for help. And it, it was kind of implied that, you know, it was too late at that point. <laughs> you know, you're, you're already in trouble. You didn't build your house in the rock. And, but I, I don't think that's how God works. I, I think the moment we realize we need God's help and the moment we call out, you know, he's, he's going to start helping us. Um, cause, be, because his power is made perfect in weakness. Um, you know, he, the Bible's full of scriptures about, uh, you know, finding your strength and hope in God and, um, so, so f- to me, the most encouraging thing is even if I realized I've built my house on the sand in some areas, and even if I'm realizing some areas of my life are falling apart because they weren't reinforced, they weren't as strong as I thought they were, God can still work in that situation. That's, that's an area of weakness that God specializes in. Because now we're finally humble enough to look to him and ask for help. And so Paul writes, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I, I think that's so encouraging. Yeah, and I think that applies to all of us today as we reevaluate um, our lives, um, re-evalu- reevaluate our finances, our relationships, Um, our work, um, our careers, um, and then, you know, how we respond or how we are as a church unit, right? Like which part of the body we are, you know, how is it that we're going to extend to others? And so, um, I love that, that whole part where it's okay if I'm weak and some people might freak out and get anxious. Oh, I'm not responding well to this. I'm, I'm being so weak. But guess what? God says that it's okay and that he delights in our weakness because then he steps in. Just like when we see our child getting overwhelmed by life circumstances, Mm -hmm. but we know the answer and we say, it's okay. And we can embrace that child and show them. We're not going to beat them up. Yeah, we're we're not. What we're going to do is, you know, love on that child and you know, and then yeah. beautiful gifts are given, you know, where there is a hug, affection, beautiful chats with our child, or we give a gift. Um, so it's amazing yeah. how he does that. Um, so how has single-minded, um, we probably have a few more minutes. Uh, let's talk about um, how has single-minded um, reinforced you as a single well, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, 
where it's kind of, it's hard to be single. And I, I've heard several people who have moved here um, from other places who have talked about how hard it is to be single in Indianapolis because we have a lot of transplants and a lot of people who don't have roots here. And, you know, they, they, they go, try to go to church on Sunday morning and, you know, you're sitting with hundreds of people and um, sometimes that can feel like the loneliest place in the world. You're surrounded by married couples and families. And mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason, it's hard to find other singles, you know, at church on Sunday mornings. Um, it's just, it's a place to connect with like-minded singles. Um but not not only connect, but talk about things that really matter. You know, you're, you're talking about we're talking about our faith. We're talking we're we're encouraging one another to focus on the things in life that are important, and we're helping one another grow, and we're making good friends and having a good time in the meantime. You know, so um, I I just I think it's a beautiful ministry. I think it's much needed, and I I, I just I'm always longing for more people to experience it because I, I know I know people are hungry for it. Yeah, and I think um, what's interesting is um, when I first, uh, in the beginning when I first met you, Scott, I remember we would um, meet at Julie's house and we would share a meal. Yeah. And I remember you called me a newbie and I thought, oh, a newbie and being single. And I go, well, not really. I mean, I've been separated for a long time. <laughs> But, um, oh, and, yeah. and I remember what you said, well, I've been at that time, I think you were, um, you know, divorced for what, 12 years or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah. I thought, oh my, 12 years, <laughs> how am I going to survive? How is this? that possible? Yeah. How it's the, like, it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me. It just, it did weigh on, it, it did put a low, a big load on me. And then I thought, Oh no. Um, but it was not at that moment just hearing that because I never imagined that. And then as yeah. you start walking life with one another and you start seeing that your life is way more it's full of a lot more purpose than um yeah, being yeah. married, right? And I think marriage is a beautiful right. thing and it's such a gift. But during this sure. time while we are single, when you connect, there's this beauty that grows, you know, and in our friendships and how we serve together and how we learn together. And little by little, it made more sense. And then you start feeling like, Lord, I don't know how long the single journey is going to last for, but help me when Mm -hmm. I'm in that messy middle, help me um, reshift back into my journey in that journey trail to towards my calling to fulfill the calling that you've given me. And you've had me walk all along. And so um, how beautiful it is that God um, allows for moments as single-minded for us to do things together, get to know each other. And as our lives evolve, I think it's so beautiful to see people um, in relationships now or people um, planning um, marriages just because they met through single-minded. And so as I'm seeing that more, it's just such an overwhelming joy, like, Lord, you have this all put together and it's going to be your time. And now we're at a time where, oh no, now we can't even meet physically, but God's letting us be more creative. And so my challenge for, I've been mentioning it for every single episode to read John 15. 
and how it's all about mm-hmm. abiding in him. And so I challenge okay. you and everybody who's listening, check out John 15 and see how it's okay. God's going to cut off certain things in your life, right? He's cutting off those branches, but he's only going to make right, you right. stronger so that you can grow and give forth um, beautiful fruit. And so um, yeah, that's good. So I just thank you, Scott, for taking time to join us and um, so we can chat about this amazing word reinforced for such a time as this. And um, thank you for um, being part of Single Minded. And I look forward to when I can see you again in person, but it was great um, connecting with you um, through uh, Reshift, the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Marilyn. This is this has helped reinforce me. So uh, we can still do that even though we can't see each other face to face. So thank you. So to all of you out there, thank you so much. Tune in next week um, where we continue exploring these words that start with the prefix re. And it's just been amazing how the timeliness of each word, how it's giving forth beautiful fruit. I can't wait to um, for you to hear a little bit more next week. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.